human contact, the, the, the act of touch or a hug or just a touch on the shoulder or a caress on the cheek, all that seems to go out the window. I grew up in a household where my father was very nurturing of me. He believed in the experiential side of things. And a smile, just walking down the street and smiling at a total stranger, not anything flirtatious, just a smile like, hi, and that's it. Oh, my goodness. You don't know how it could make someone's day. You're listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Buyer. Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Today... I have a good friend on. We met recently at TEDx Hickory. She is the founder of Hope Loves Company and a devoted wife and mother. She is Jody O'Donnell Ames. Jody, how are you today? I'm great, and I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to see you. We um, just to start us off, we met. I'm going to let Jody tell us the, the whole story. It began, Jody, with a flight from Newark, New Jersey to Charlotte, North Carolina on November the 17th. What happened in those 90 minutes? <laughs> yes, um, well, I was flying on, um, on a plane on my way from Newark to Hickory and uh, to North Carolina. And um, there was a, um, a woman behind me who, or actually across from me, Yes, and behind me, um, two women who were having a wonderful conversation that was very, <laughs> it was very loud and maybe a tad inappropriate, um, and the whole plane got to hear the conversation, and I looked over to my right to witness um, you and your sister kind of looking back at us, maybe in agreement with, hmm, maybe this conversation was a little bit... Uh, annoying <laughs> and um never having known that we were going to be speaking on the same page i'm sorry same stage in a matter of uh, a day <laughs> yeah that was crazy Actually, in a matter of an evening matter matter of a couple hours 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 that's right so when we both walked in we were like hey i know you <laughs> yeah that was it was wild it was the, the plane flight i mean the, the couple behind you, they were, they were loud, obnoxious, and inappropriate. And my sister Julie and I were looking over the, at you all, you and Benton, your husband, and then behind you. And then toward the end of the flight, we looked over again. And then I think you and definitely Benton had tissues in your ears. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, we... we uh... We think there's a time and place for everything, and maybe there was a little TMI going on on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we were grateful to see like-minded people um, getting off the plane with us and uh, collaborating in what we thought was uh, maybe not so and not so appropriate for plane conversation. So, yeah, just just too loud, too too, too loud. loud, and a total lack of situational awareness. Yes. So, anywho, yes, so we, we get off the plane, and, and um, I guess my sister Julie and I are in the airport, and we're, we're getting, about to get on a, a ride to, from Charlotte to Hickory, and wouldn't, we said to ourselves, wouldn't it be something if those two ladies 
behind you and Benton were actually on this ride. Well, that didn't happen, but eventually uh, I get to the rehearsal, a TEDx rehearsal, and you are on stage rehearsing. And I'm like, she looks very familiar, number one, and two, your story uh, is unbelievable. I'm having to get tissues out of, because I, you know, I've told you uh, we share a connection there. I'm crying and I'm like, I've got to go up to her, but I got to be composed about this. And I got to tell her I saw her on the plane. So yeah, long story short, Jody and I uh, were flying, both flying to Hickory to, to speak at TEDx Hickory 2017. What, I mean, and, and, and that's how the whole, this, this whole friendship has started. Uh, I, I don't believe in coincidences. Um, to me, uh, I think you're truly a gentleman. You're very smart and talented, and I'm grateful to have met you and to be talking now. And so I think that it was meant to be. Um, so being on the same uh, plane and being across from one another and thinking the same thoughts to me is just, uh, it's part of this whole journey that I've been on. So it makes sense. I think it does make sense. And I am so glad that we, uh, glad's not a strong enough word, but uh, grateful that we have, we have connected and become, be, become friends. That, that, that whole weekend was awesome. It was just awesome. It was. So, Jody, you mentioned Hope Loves Company, okay? And just to give people um, a background, uh, this comes to mind. From great tragedy comes triumph. Hope Loves Company provides educational and emotional support to children and young adults who have or have had family members with ALS. Jody, take us, take the next few minutes and tell us about Really, your experience with this insidious disease, how has it developed into Hope Loves Company? Well, it's a little bit of an emotional um, story, and especially today with the Eagles playing today, um, and Kevin would have loved this. Um, he uh, he would have called this as, an, this would be a nail-biter today to get the Eagles into the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, but in 1995, my husband at the time, Kevin O'Donnell, was diagnosed with ALS, and he was 29 years old when his symptoms started and 30 when he was diagnosed. And we had a toddler at home, and uh, neither one of us knew anything about ALS or the, the impact it would have on the rest of our lives. And we... It took us eight months to get diagnosed, and we then realized it was a terminal illness that affects 30,000 Americans, typically between the ages of 40 and 70. And Kevin progressed fairly um, similar to the general stages that are statistically true. Within a year, he was in a wheelchair. Within two years, he had a feeding tube. And within three and a half years, he decided to be ventilated. So uh, our lives were turned upside down very quickly. They were. They were. But somehow, some way, you've, you've been able to, to turn this into triumph. I mean, you serve his memory every day 
in this nonprofit organization called Hope Loves Company. You found yourself, I guess it was in 2000, in 2001, two, he passed. Did he pass in 02? Is that accurate? In 2001. 2001. And, you know, you you go through the process of what, what do I do now? And you tell, you told the story so well in Hickory about how you, you just Googled um, this hope loves company and found that nobody had used it and you really wanted to, to serve his memory and, and, and help people because that's just who you are. You're such a nurturing person. You get your power and your strength from just constantly thinking about other people. So, present day, what do you do with Hope Loves Company? Yeah, so, so the story is this, and I apologize, like I said, for being so emotional. No, we, the, we, the excitement of the eagles. We, we understand. All the jerseys and games and nail biters and um, seats that we had in, in Philadelphia. Uh, so, yeah, so the story is that um, yeah, Kevin did pass in 2001, and I had for six years been his caregiver and his wife and we worked diligently to spread awareness and were um you know for worked in advocacy and so i wanted to continue kevin's work um through also through my compassion and through my efforts and my skills and so when i started hope loves company the idea was to support children who either have or had parents living with ALS. And when I Googled the term, knowing that misery loves company is a very common term, uh, I, was, I was surprised that it wasn't utilized already and taken. So what we do is we provide camps and other free programs to children across the nation who are caregiving or who have lost someone to ALS. And we it's a support system. And it's wonderful. It's it's a true joy to do it. I'm very blessed and I get to meet great kids and great families throughout the year constantly. Yeah, you, you, you certainly do. It's, it's a really uh, powerful thing that you, you've built and I'm just doing some research. You know, you, uh, you have tons of kids who are ambassadors uh, um, for, for Hope Love Company. I, I loved looking at that and how you just built this, just this really strong foundation for people um, that have been affected by, by ALS. I, I told you that we, my family has been affected by ALS. Um, 1994, lost my, um, my uncle Jim Baxter. Uh, he was a guy, you know, I look at my, my dad in very high regard. He was one guy that my dad really, really put up here, and it was, it was extremely difficult to see him, my Uncle Jim, a guy that's just this strong man, um, not be able to hold a pencil. And he did everything like you did to, to, to help Kevin, to, to, to save himself. I mean, eating tree bark, constantly exercising. He did everything that he possibly could uh, to, to, to beat that. So, and that was 1994. So we're talking 24 years ago. It's an insidious disease, but it, it takes powerful people like yourself to constantly just throw left hooks at this thing. And you've been doing this for since, what, 95. So we're talking 23 years. 
<laughs> you are beating its face in. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, and, and your description of your uncle is, is pretty much what everyone says. Uh, Kevin was 183 pounds. He played soccer. He was athletic. He lifted weights, um, very strong. And um, he was down to 143 when he passed. And you know, ALS does take every muscle. Um, it atrophies every muscle, and it does leave its victims um, without the ability to to eat, to speak, to walk. Um, you know, to, like you said, lift a pencil, to lift arms, to sometimes even um, open and shut eyes. So it, it's it's a horrific disease, and we wish it didn't exist for sure. We certainly do. We certainly do, and. and and all I can do is what you're doing, continue, continue to, to throw left hooks at it and, and to figure out how we can beat this doggone thing. No question. So, Jody, we're going to go to the lighter side now. We're going to play a little game called What, Which, and Where. Okay. I, you, I think one of your biggest weapons that you have as a person is your incredible sense of humor and wit. So we're going to tap into that right now. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to uh, give you a quote, sentence, and you can either fill it in or tell us who said it. Oh, no. That's totally fine. Why don't, why, sure. why don't we, with, with the Eagles vying for the Super Bowl today, why don't, why don't we talk about the Eagles a little bit and, and, and Kevin. Who was Kevin's favorite Eagle? That's easy. Wes Hopkins. Wes Hopkins. Jeez, I'm, a, I'm a decent football fan, but I don't recall a Wes Hopkins. I hope uh, I have his name right. But no, no, you, you may. What did he play position-wise? What did he play? I'm not sure. I stayed away because um, so Kevin had a lot of superstitions, and he the the room in which he watched the Eagles became this sanctuary of it had to be quiet. There were pillows tossed, nails were bitten, uh, things were thrown at the television. It was kind of dangerous when they weren't winning. Um, however, on my Facebook page, I have a picture of Wes um, and Kevin right now as my profile picture. So um, I'm almost positive that's who um, it was. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't claim to be, to, to be an expert. So it is Wes Hopkins, his favorite Eagle. Now, we know that the Eagles and Giants do not like each other. Uh, we have rivals. Who is his most hated Giant? I don't know. Don't know. I apologize. But we know that he hated the Giants, right? Right, right. Um, and, and I know uh, Dallas even more. <laughs> Dallas even more. I mean, they have some. They had some battles. Cowboys even more. Yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah. <laughs> they had some battles in the late 80s, early yes. 90s. And yes. They had players of the Eagles like Seth Joyner, Jerome Brown, I mean, Randall Cunningham. I mean, I saw them tear up uh, the NFL in, in those years. And early 90s, we had the Cowboys, Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin, and all those big names. So uh, Kevin certainly witnessed all of those battles. So Fly, Eagles, fly today all the way to the big game here in a couple of weeks. Randall was one of his other favorites, um, and I don't follow sports. Yeah. I, I work constantly, and um, 
and so I really don't pay attention much to sports. If I do anything that's uh, kind of extracurricular, it's reading or yoga or you know something active. So <laughs> I don't. Well, you're, you're I'm lucky I didn't see the Super Bowl today. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're, you're not one to sit around and watch television. No, no, no. No question. Thinking about Randall Cunningham, since, since you know him, he, he amazed me, not just as an athlete, but back in the day, he had perfect hair. He never <laughs> had one hair out of place, even after wearing a helmet. I just, I just to this day, I don't understand that. So, um, but anyway, okay, so we, uh, with the Eagles and Kevin, so uh, our best to the Eagles today in the N NFC Championship game. And the next part of what, which, and where, Jody, I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your head when I say the following word. Overalls. <laughs> Overalls, yes. Um, well, that's kind of a family joke. Started when, well, when Lelina was little, she, that was one of the first words she said, our daughter Elena said overall, so we, we thought it was just adorable the way she said it. And in the 80s, I like to rock overalls, so recently for Mother's Day, uh, I received a pair of overalls from my three children, uh, Nora, Adam, and Elena with the Ten Commandments, Ten Commandments of Wearing Them. So, uh, they're not at the desk right now, but Thou Shall Not um, Sing JT, Justin Timberlake, and dan do his dance moves while wearing the overalls. Uh, thou Shall Not Wear Overalls in Public. Uh, thou Shall Not Wear Overalls While Doing Yoga. Yeah, there are, I think, I think maybe 10 commandments plus five additionals as, as the children wanted to add more. Um, so I do have them, and um, I think what I should do, because I'm not allowed to put them on Facebook either, is, is make that my next profile picture. Yes, I think that would be, would be appropriate. How often do you break the 10 commandments of, of overalls? Pretty much daily. <laughs> In some capacity. I... I am not the best dresser. Um, I tend, I get my clothes secondhand. Um, whatever my kids don't want, I wear. Uh, That's and, smart. and so I have. Um, I've have I've broken quite a few rules. Um, I have the nickname of spares, as in asparagus, because at one point I wore a pair of green pants and a green sweater, and then a purple belt, and my children said I looked very similar to asparagus, the way it's wrapped with the purple rubber band. So I'm spares to them, and so I'm not. I'm not definitely not known for my stylish endeavors. Uh, I beg to differ. I think you have your your own style, and if you're called spares and you're a vegetarian, do you like asparagus? I do. I do. So I, I think you're just you just playing into your personality, and they just don't understand uh, how mom is thinking. You know, I just think clothes are expensive, and why waste the money and effort on clothes? Like, just wear what you want to wear. That's true. That's, that's, that's exactly right. I and mean, you have one life, it's your body, you're going to put on what the heck you want. You know, whatever floats your boat makes you comfortable. That's right. That's right. If you're comfortable in two shades of green and a purple belt, so be it. Yes. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So, I mean, you know, it's... it's huh. 
You are who you are, Judy. I love it. I love that. I, mean, I have absolutely no words for that. I was going to say this. Keep doing it. <laughs> Thank you. You got it. You got it. Jody, uh, fill this in. I'm, I'm loving this game. My, your favorite song to sing is? One favorite song to sing? Yes. Oh, I have so many. Uh, uh, anything Lady Gaga, Pink, um, I Was Born This Way. Okay. Maybe I Was Born This Way. So, so, so why don't we do it? Hey, Google. <laughs> Play music from Lady Gaga. Hey, Google. Level 10. <laughs> hey, Google. Level 6. <laughs> You're going to have to forward it. It's kind of weird. Can you hear it? Okay, you're on, you're dancing. The old snake dance right there, I like it. There we go, and that's kind of like Stevie Nicks snake dance right there. I think this is actually Lady Gaga, this is good. Hey Google, stop. So so there we go, we have, we have Advice from I'm you. on the right track, baby. I was born this way. You hit that note perfectly. And that's uh, that's Lady Gaga right there. Unbelievable, unbelievable. We've got serious and, and the lighter side here on episode 30 of the podcast <laughs> with founder of Hope Loves Company, Jody O'Donnell Ames. Jody, the, the last part of what, which, and where. Could you please tell me who wrote this? Quote, hello, tough times. You are just a pit stop to a happy life. Say that again? Sure. It goes, hello, tough times. You are just a pit stop to a happy life. Would that be Fox? That would totally be me, yes. <laughs> totally be me. Score, that's from a, a poem that I wrote called exactly that, Tough Times to a Happy Life. Um, and you are certainly a personification of that uh, for, for many reasons. And uh, by the way, well done, what, 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 which, and where, you were five for five. Well, thank you, and, yeah. and, and same goes to you, Fox. You're such an inspiration to me. Thank you so much, thank you so much. Uh, one of the last questions. We know all heroes do not wear a cape. Who is your hero, if you had to pick one, and what would you like to say to, say to them today? Well, to be quite honest, um, my true hero is Mother Teresa, and always has been. I read and, um, and review what she has said over and over again, that no, there are no great acts, only small acts with great love, and that truly bringing passion into everything that you do for the purpose of doing it, not for material things, not for the attention, not for um, the notoriety, but just truly to, to do the work we're set to do here on earth. We all have different skills and compassions and and different roles 
I know what mine are. I can't, I'm, I'm horrible at IT. I'm not great with paperwork. If you look at my desk, there's paperwork everywhere. Um, I can't keep things organized. But what I can do is reach to reach people and understand them and, and support them. And I think that if we all, like Mother Teresa has said, not only tap into what our skills are and what we have been blessed with, but to utilize them to benefit others, then we enrich ourselves simultaneously. That we can find true happiness and we can really live the lives we're meant to live. It may not be ideally what we had envisioned for ourselves. I never wanted to be widowed at the age of 34. And, you know, today just talking with you, I'm in tears because when I talk about Kevin, it's, it's always painful. Um, even though I'm happily married and, and life goes on, but, did, but I would never have chosen that route for myself. Uh, but am I grateful for what I'm able to do with it now and that I have the courage to do? I am. I am. So, Mother Teresa all the way. Absolutely. Teresa all the way. Eagles all the way. Hope Loves Company all the way. Jody, talk to us about some upcoming events with Hope Loves Company. Plug, plug, plug that a little bit. You need to. Sure, sure. So, well, you can find us on um, hopelovescompany.org, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And um, Snapchat, I believe. But again, I'm not IT, so I need to get one of our interns to help me with that. We have... Um, five upcoming camps we have three scheduled on our website right now we're confirming two additional camps um, so we have new jersey indiana massachusetts scheduled and we're scheduling for california and florida and um, we have a fundraiser on march 25th locally which is uh, in titusville new jersey and we are sending we have our new ambassadors that we're celebrating and we're sending out books to children across the country we have a lot going on so <laughs> hopefully we'll continue to have more going on. I mean, I don't know how much more you could have going on with the busy schedule you have. I mean, you've got one foot, foot in California and the other foot in New Jersey, for crying out loud. That's just normal for you. Well, last year, last camp season, we had from May until November, we had one major activity a month, one camp or one fundraiser or one um, program. So it was, I think that's part of the reason why I was so fatigued in December. <laughs> sure. We were talking about that before the actual interview, how uh, the holidays can get you because you want to be uh, helping everybody. And that's just, that's just your personality. That's, that's how you're going to be forever. I think so. I think so. Jody, this has been, been, been wonderful. Last question. Who would you like to hear and see on an upcoming podcast? Wow, who would I like to hear and see? Well, uh, from our TEDx, there are a lot of great people. Uh, yes, Janet is wonderful. I thought um, Jesse was wonderful as well. Um, also, Cedric. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm doing, doing my best to get Cedric on. Uh, we were going to have him back in December, but he had some family obligations. We've had Mitchell, Mitchell Levy on, uh, the AHA guy at AHA That, and we did have Adriana on uh, just a, a few short weeks ago. Okay, I'll have to tune into that one. Yes, yes, it was very, uh, she was great. She was funny, informative, and she played some music. Excellent. And hey, Julie would be nice too. Yes. 
Yes, that's another great suggestion. So I need to write those down, log those in, and, and soon, Jody, your dreams will come true. Thank you so much, Fox, and you have a great day. Jody, you do the same. Again, this has been, uh, been awesome. Thanks so much. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. This will wrap up episode 30 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Jody and I will talk to you all later. Take good care. You have been listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Buyer. Even if tough times last, tough people, they last longer. And as you go down that mogul-ridden path, let your faith grow stronger. If you fall off the horse, get up and get back on the saddle. Victory Highway is not smooth sailing. That road is a constant uphill battle. Even if positive thoughts don't work, negative thoughts, well, they'll kill you. Keep your mind, your body, your soul on high alert. You never know the height you take yourself to. So keep one hand on the wheel and one foot on the gas. The struggles you'll face, well, they're real. You can tell them to kiss your ass.